ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point. I'm John. He's Wombat. What's your glowing That's me. weak point? Oh, God. My glowing weak point <laughs> this week is that we're finally done with this fucking book, and I can read something I, good in the future. I mean, yes, that is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Like, it's incredible to not have to read any more of this. Right. It is a little weird, though. And I I guess we can just talk about that for, like, half a second. That we're reading only three of these. Uh-huh. And the point where we're stopping is in the middle of the, st- the current storyline. Yeah, and I like, don't <laughs> care. I do not care. It can it can be a re- it can remain unresolved. <laughs> it's a little annoying, but I do but at not the same want time, to give this author any more money. And also at the same time, like it's not like he was focusing on it that much. So why should I care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the uh. book does not really involve the main plot at all. He yeah. could have he, he could have cut out all the fucking bullshit and then finished the uh, the story in this book probably, but he had to do. I mean, I'll get into it with the the very <laughs> short recap we have this week. But <laughs> yeah, I noticed it was uh, minimal at best. Well, that's because the second half of the book is nothing. You can you can <laughs> summarize the second half of the book in two sentences. And yeah, I did. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? What's your glowing weak point? Oh, there's there's a few things to choose from. Like, um, I have my new snake enclosure about halfway built, which is pretty cool. Uh, speaking of the snake, I had the nieces and nephews over once last week, and they got to come handle the snake and see it they love snakes so it's snakes are kind of a treat for them snakes are cool um and i've done a lot of research on ball pythons so i know a lot and can talk about a lot regarding them so give us a lesson on ball pythons uh ball pythons are typically considered like terrestrial snakes they hang out in the ground and they slither down um termite dens that's the, the common thing that people say is like their native home is inside of termite dens. But uh, in actuality, ball pythons are semi-arboreal, which means that uh, they hang out in trees a lot as well. Especially well, I mean, termites age. also eat trees, <clears throat> so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, from the inside. Uh, they, they hang out on the outside. Um and yeah they they also a lot of people say that they uh really don't care about basking in heat or anything they just get all their heat from ambient heat but that doesn't sound right i mean technically in their quote-unquote native um locales where they hang out such as uh termite dens uh they don't get to go outside at all like that they don't get the sunlight at all so it really is just um ambient heat 
except for as we already know that's not strictly true and if you go outside on the plants and shit if you give them the opportunity to bask guess what they They like to bask (laughs) (laughs) yeah might be cryptic basking where they only like stick a little bit of themselves out for heat but but it turns out the the sun is better for warmth than ambient heat correct uh, yeah so yeah that's a it's a couple of facts cool and that was our newest segment on the show uh python <laughs> facts uh all right well uh let's let's get into it part one we're talking about the games we played did you really say now, part one i did I said part one. It's so awkward. Segment one. Ooh. Um, so you played two Pokemons. So tell me about the Pokemons. Um, okay, so it's been a while since we've talked about games. So the Pokemon yeah. that I've played was uh, a while ago I played Pokemon Ruby and I only used ground types. Unless we talked about this already. Uh, no, we have not. Okay, I so I I only used ground types to beat Pokemon Ruby, which meant that I had a big old Claydol, I had a Flygon, I had a Swampert, because Mudkip's the best. Um, <clears throat> I had, ooh, what else? An Agron, who was entirely fucking useless. <laughs> uh... No, you know what? We have talked about this. I've ragged on Agron already. Yeah, but I, I thought you had done a different... I didn't think it was Ruby that you had done. I thought it was... It was Ruby. Because Ruby okay. has... Oh, uh, what's the... Uh, there's one of the Pokemon that's exclusive to Ruby. Groudon. It was, it was Groudon? <laughs> yeah. Groudon was my sixth team member, and uh, but I don't I don't remember you having a legendary on your team. You uh, you sent me sh- shit about your your last game because I mean you've talked to me about it, but that's not necessarily why we're here. I see. Strictly um, speaking, yeah. I mean, so the team started with Mudkip, came a Swampert, you know, and then the second mm-hmm. team member that gets added is the Aaron becomes Agron totally useless throughout pretty much the entirety of the run. Just no point to having him spent a lot of time grinding that thing up only to never use him. Really? This is the, the layout that you ran and talked about on the podcast, which does not include Groudon. Oh yeah. This was the, uh, this was the Sapphire run. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Because Agron wasn't on that team. Because Agron isn't ground type. I'm misremembering that. Yep. That's right. That's right. I, My I second team member... I knew you hadn't talked about your all-grounds team. That's right. My my second team member wasn't until after the third gym. Because that's when you get access to Numel. Becomes camera up. It's a fire ground type. Uh... So the first three gym leaders I had to do with uh, Mudkip only, which was fun. <laughs> just just soloing the, the game with Mudkip. Mudkip is actually the best starter you can use in those games um, mm-hmm. because he, he handles most of the gyms by himself. 
he's not weak to a single gym leader in that game, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think a single gym leader is he weak against. Because by the time you reach the third gym, he's not a pure water type anymore. He's ground, which means he's immune to electricity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then I added Numel. And then I beat the fourth gym leader, and then I was able to add two Pokemon there. I added Flygon, and I added uh, Claydol, who's a ground psychic type. Um, weirdly, has super high attack. He's he's a tank and also has ridiculously high attack. So he's really hmm. good for uh, like ground type moves rather than psychic moves. I still I still taught him psychic. Just because type coverage and shit, but yeah, he, he, he mainly used him for dig. He was a really good dig <laughs> user because he, his attack stat was so high that it was basically like using Earthquake with my other Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that was the team for a while, and then I added Rhydon. Rhydon, useless. Just fucking... Because by the time you're getting right on, you're about to fight the Psychic Gym Leader. He has super weak special attack, so... Great. Um, and then the Water Gym Leader, which he is four times weak to. Yeah. So, Ugh. useless there. And then I added Groudon at the end, and Groudon got me through the Water Gym Leader only because he has acceptable special attack his attack is definitely better but his his special attack is acceptable and so i taught him thunderbolt <laughs> and he was able to outspeed most of the things in the water gym and one shot them with thunderbolt okay and then the the elite 4 was really difficult because all i had was ground types <laughs> <laughs> and it, some of the Ugh. some of the elite four, it was basically just like switching constantly through dead team members. Like like okay, Claydol, you have good defense. Go out there and then tank a few hits so that I can revive half of my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did eventually win, so that was good. good. It was a fun time. Um, I will never use a Rhydon again, probably. Uh, maybe in a game Fair. where I can tr- evolve it into Rhyperior, I would try that. But I'll never just use a straight Rhydon again. He was he was the Agron of the ground-type team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, John? What did you play? Well... Uh, I guess you've been talking about Pokemon a lot recently. I've been talking about Destiny for the last, uh, year. Year and a half we've been doing this. (laughs) A year and three months Um, we've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, so... I don't think we've talked about Destiny... Talked about games at all since the new season has dropped. Um... We've talked so, about games. I've, it's nearing the end of the season. We've talked about games. No, 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 no. The the new season of Destiny. Oh, I like see. Oh, you yeah. In. Your main your main talk about Destiny this season has been the uh, the event that happened that you abstained from. Yeah. So th- so that event happened, and I abstained from it. Um, and then the uh, 
uh, last we talked, I was working on finishing out my Grandmaster. And we didn't. Oh, no? I am, I am a failure in that there was one strike that we just couldn't do. And then everyone bitched out at the last minute and wasn't a didn't want to keep going and trying. So Damn. yeah. Yep. So I, I no longer have a perfect run of, of Conqueror. I, I'm now missing a link and that's depressing to me. Uh <laughs> but then the new season popped and it was cool. Um uh there was a previous zone, uh called the leviathan it was actually the site of a raid and they took the raid out when they did the uh destiny content vault but they have brought back that location with a, a slight twist where it's now an open world zone and you can run around there and fight nightmares and stuff huh. and they did a incredible job setting up that zone it is probably the most fun place to just fuck around in right now um i've spent just be in the game yeah yeah i've spent a couple hours in there just not really doing anything but running around and killing random enemies and opening chests and stuff so a lot of fun and the story's really good they're uh three of the main characters are being haunted by uh their pasts like literal nightmare manifestations of their past and they're one by one coming to terms with that and um accepting and and evolving as characters because of that so that's it's really cool i enjoy cool. it and uh there's a new dungeon that came out and i can't talk about it because i haven't done it yet because i like to do it blind and everyone in my clan has done it already they did it day one and i couldn't so fuck them i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> scrounged up two people to do it with me so could now actually do it okay all right cool. <laughs> all right next uh, i can touch on pokemon leaf green real quick so this is a nuzlocke that i'm doing right now okay uh and it's going pretty well uh i had a death early on because I was training, I was training Magikarp, because I wanted a Gyarados, because I did, I needed a Water type, and that was the best Water type that I could get at that moment. Um, and so I was switch training a Magikarp, which takes forever because it's in the slowest leveling group. Oh my God, do I fucking hate Magikarp! And <laughs> in the middle of that. I, I, I was fighting a wild manky and I switched to my Spearow, and the wild manky hit Karate Chop with a critical hit, so my Spearow went from full health to no health in one hit. So, wow. that was really unfortunate early on in the run. Um, even worse, I've since replaced Gyarados with Lapras, so, like, he wasn't even a full... But, like, he just got me through the part of the game until I could get to Lapras. That was the entire purpose of Gyarados. So, really unfortunate. But that was the only death I've had so far. And I've got a really... I've got a team full of Pokemon I don't normally use. Like, my starter <laughs> is Venusaur. 
I'm very much a Charizard guy. I love Charizard. Second, Blastoise. Blastoise is great. It's a turtle with tanks on it, or, or, or with cannons on its back. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Venusaur yeah. is just like a dinosaur with a flower on its back. It's weird. I don't yeah. like it that much. <laughs> but he's pretty good. I, I, I like him enough. Uh, then I've got a Hypno, who is weird. Uh, Hypno is a psychic-type Pokemon, but he, like, isn't a great special attacker. He's, like, okay uh-huh. at it at best. But I, I, I've got Hypnosis and Dream Eater on him, so he can put put things to sleep and then do shit-tons of damage and heal at the s- same time. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. My own Mankey is still around, which <laughs> is amazing, like he's a primate now but when he was a manky mankeys have like zero defense they they can't survive like any hit at all so the fact that i've kept him alive until i'm at level 40 now feels mm-hmm. pretty good feels pretty yeah. good um uh, and then i've got a nine tails and this was one of the reasons why i played leaf green instead of fire red is that leaf green has both bell sprout and vulpix in it and if my starter died, I wanted to use. Uh, I wanted to have the opportunity to use a Bell Sprout instead of Venusaur. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to use Vulpix because I've never used one before. Because when I was a kid, I had a copy of Fire Red, which meant that I never got to see a Vulpix. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and Ninetales is pretty good. Just confuse things with confuse ray and then flamethrower them to death. That's that's the strat. Yeah. Um, a Lapras, of course. Lapras is great. Uh, surf, Ice Beam, pretty good. Uh, I've got Rain Dance on him now, and I'm gonna go hunt down to Thunder TM so that he can make it rain, and then Thunder will have like a hundred percent accuracy or some shit while it's raining. That's crazy. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be way better than it normally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. And then my sixth team member that I'm training right now is a Doduo. Uh, it's going to be a Dodrio eventually, and it's going to win the Psychic Gem for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah, pretty good. I, I'm holding off on evolving it until it learns Drill Peck, and then I'll evolve it into Dodrio, mm-hmm. and then it'll pretty much just solo the psychic gym at that point (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um and i've I've got some pokemon in reserve but i I feel like this team is pretty much just what's going to get me through to the end of the game at this point Mm -hmm. yeah probably Uh, they sound good yeah hopefully hopefully nobody dies at the elite four and uh, because there's the potential that I could just wipe at that point, but I don't think up until then I have any threats against me. That would be sad. Yeah. Alright, tell me about uh, Conquests of the Longbow, Legend of Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a game that I have been looking for for a while uh, because... I just remembered it out of the blue a while back. Uh-huh. And and I used to watch my brother play this game all the time. Um 
it is a 1991 DOS game. Oh no! By, by by Sierra Online, and it's by Sierra, so it's actually good because Sierra made fantastic games. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's an old point and click uh, adventure game. Um, and you play as Robin Hood. <laughs> okay yeah so i i've i've gotten through the first day which uh if you know the game means i'm not very far in it at all but i don't um, know the game yeah there's there's very little you can do in the first day um actually in any day the days are pretty short um oh. <laughs> you basically just you basically just get up and and talk to some people and then you go kill a sheriff's guard and is it like stardew uh, valley days where each day only lasts like 30 minutes in real time um i mean there's no timer on it it's just it's a story-based thing so once you hit certain story beats the day changes Um, i see yeah you you go back to your camp and you go to sleep so yeah uh they're they're pretty tight turnarounds on on the days are all of the yeah. uh the robin hood characters there yes yeah yeah there's there's friar tuck little john will scarlet alan adale okay. much the miller's son i don't even know um, that one <laughs> everybody there's, there's else i recognized from the uh the doctor who episode where they met robin hood because that uh, was a fucking yeah. thing i don't know yep. that last one <laughs> there was of course Maid Marian and the Sheriff of Nottingham right um, yeah so Richard the Lionheart doesn't show up until the end of the game yes uh, so uh, that's that's the plot of the game um, Richard the Lionheart was captured in Austria and held for a ransom of 100,000 golden marks by King Leopold but Prince John refuses to pay the ransom, so it's up to what? Robin Hood to collect half of the ransom to help the Queen ensure Richard is released. I'm sorry, King Leopold? Yeah. Wait, uh, uh, Ger- uh, Germany, uh, Belgium. Okay, okay. See, I was thinking of King Leopold II, and I was like, that doesn't that doesn't jive with the timeline. But I don't know when the first King Leopold existed, so I guess that could be. <laughs> The contemporaneous with Richard the Lionheart. Yeah. That's still not the traditional story of Robin Hood, though. No. <laughs> no. And Leopold I of Belgium was 1790 to 1865, and Richard was 1189 to a... Right, well, so still not contemporaneous. Yeah. yeah. At all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's a different Leopold. I don't think so, because, again, if it was Belgium, um... Um... <laughs> Leopold I, Holy Roman Empire, Emperor? No, because that's the um, Roman Empire, Emperor, Empire, like, died, uh, 100, 200 years before Richard the Lionheart. Holy existed. Roman Empire. The, the the holy roman emperors were of 
I mean, Germany was the Holy Roman Empire for a while. France was the Holy Roman Empire for a while. Yeah. Spain was a Leopold the First Holy Roman Emperor was sixteen forty to seventeen oh five. I feel like we don't count those though in the historical record. Those were just like. No, that was Prussia at that point. They just liked a fancy little title on their name. <laughs> you know? Eh. Like, like the yeah, actual yeah, dissolution had... of the Holy Roman Empire was uh, around 1,000. <laughs> that, yeah. that was when that happened. <laughs> there, there's a difference between the Holy Roman Empire and the Roman Empire. The, the Roman Empire died, yeah, in like 500 to 1,000, somewhere around there. Um, the Holy Roman Empire was a completely separate thing, and that's typically Germany. Although sometimes France and sometimes Spain. Right. <laughs> because shit's fucked. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's just whoever the Pope liked the most at that point. I think that's what uh-huh. that was. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, we let individual people have too much power. You can just say, "I like Spain the most. They're the Holy Roman Empire." <laughs> All right, Leopold the Fifth of Austria. Okay. <laughs> 1177 to 1192 was his reign. Uh, okay, Puts we him, found a Leopold who works. Put him right there in the right amount of time. <laughs> this is still not a thing that happened with Richard the Lionheart. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh. <laughs> but okay. Now, now you're just... This is like a... Um, historical fiction. This is okay. Uh, all right holy shit no it's actually what happened fuck what (laughs) okay so so i got it um am i totally wrong this is a thing that actually happened Duke Leopold, as commander of the German contingent, demanded rights equal to those of the two kings, King Philip II of France and King Richard I of England, but was rejected. Okay. Uh, uh, When the banners of the Kingdom of Jerusalem, England, France, and the ducal flag were raised in the city by Leopold's cousin, uh, Richard removed Leopold's colors, and the duke wrathfully left for his Austrian home where where he blah 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 he proceeded to the court of emperor henry the sixth and complained bitterly about richard who also was suspected of involvement in someone's murder um the emperor probably agreed with king philip already in conflict with the english king on richard's capture when richard left the holy land he found the french ports closed and sailed up the adriatic sea he took right. the country road from Aquileia across Austria to reach the Bavarian states of his wealth brother-in-law, Henry the Lion. Whilst traveling under disguise, he stopped at Vienna shortly before Christmas 1192, where he was recognized and arrested in Erdberg. Uh, initially, Duke Leopold had the king imprisoned, and uh, he was brought before Emperor Henry VI, accused of murder, and a ransom of 35,000 kilograms of silver was paid to release King Richard. Holy shit! Yep. <laughs> that actually so, happened. Today we learned 
the actual happenings of <laughs> that's insane i had never heard yeah. that before no me either <laughs> that's that's cool wow all right they really had the balls to arrest richard the lionheart yeah i bizarre <laughs> absolutely and he, bizarre like, and he didn't why? just cut them down in the street because <laughs> he totally Whoa. could have and still absolutely. gotten away with it yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah oh man insane what <laughs> i don't i don't know it's still weird that they made that the plot of the Robin Hood game, though. Yeah, no, it, it is. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? You, you did that, did you? <laughs> like I, I, I thought it was traditionally he went off to do one of those crusade thingies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Weird. All right. Well. Um, okay. Yeah, let's let's move on to Oh yeah, we played a mobile game. Oh no, wait. Before that, Hades. Hades. Uh tell me about Hades. So, Hades I was nuts. Vi- I was visiting some friends and they were they played Hades a little bit while we were all high. Um <laughs> And then I was like, "You know what? I haven't played Hades in a while." So when I got home the next day, I started playing Hades again and I was like five wins off from the actual end of the game to to see the credits roll you have to beat the game like ten times uh huh um, and I did that so within two days now. Yeah. yes <laughs> and I've beaten it a couple times after that too because there's also an epilogue and there's a whole bunch of characters with little subplots that you can like resolve their issues with um, and that's good uh, I, I really like Hades a lot. Also, I used to really hate uh, the bow. The bow as a weapon, just in general. And I used to really love the spear. And now that's, like, completely reversed. I cannot stand the spear. And if I get lucky enough with the bow, it actually becomes really fucking good. <laughs> so, right. uh, that... Uh, tastes change over time um the shield still sucks though the shield is still easily the fucking worst weapon Uh um i don't know why the shield exists i don't know why they bothered putting the shield in there it doesn't need to Uh, yeah but yeah the hades is just a great game it's just it's just such a fun time every time i i open it up and i i I do a, a run I'm just, it's so great. I feel, I don't know how anybody could dislike Hades, and I've never heard anybody who does. So. Yeah. If you haven't played it, just play Hades. Yeah, there's, there's nothing bad about Hades. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just a supremely well-made game. Yeah. Um, I got into a relationship with Megara. It's, it's great. Yeah. And I'm working on I'm working on opening up the relationship with Thanatos too. It just takes longer because he like randomly shows up. If he doesn't show up during a run, you don't get to talk to him. Yeah. So, but I'm getting there. 
And I, right. I know from looking it up that you can be in a polyamorous relationship with the both of them. Ooh. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. All right, we can talk about the mobile game now. Yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, we we picked up the mobile game we announced last week, Soul Knight. Um, what do you think of it? Uh... I think it would be better if it was on Steam. I think that's a valid point. But if um, I could play this with a controller instead of my thumbs, I think it'd be a pretty alright game. It's got, like, Nuclear Throne vibes to it. Yeah. So it's a uh, randomly generated rogue light. Um, Twin stick shooter. Yeah. Well, no. No. It's it's not a twin stick shooter. Well, auto aiming. You aim. Auto yeah. aiming twin stick shooter. <laughs> I don't I don't think you could call that a twin stick shooter at that point. You uh, there's an analog stick for movement and then it automatically aims at enemies and stuff and you you shoot at them. So the reason uh, that happens though is pretty clearly because thumbs are fat and you can't accurately aim with a thumb on a fucking touchpad pulling in a direction uh i don't know that, that's other that's game that why i think <laughs> that's why i think it would be better on steam playing with a controller uh i mean honestly i didn't have any complaints about the controls necessarily although movement speed is super slow i have complaint about that i mean yeah, but I, that's just a choice that they made, and I I never felt like it was too slow, but then again, I just get used to games' movements, and then I don't like it when they change. So, like, even if there was a speed-up option, I avoided it, because when you're in a game as tight as this where you need to like dodge bullets and stuff anything that fucks with your movement just means that you're gonna get hit more like even yeah. if it's a a net positive for you because you're not used to it it screws you up that's i i hate that happens a lot with me 20 xx kinds of games 20xx yeah. every single pair of boots is like here let's alter the way you move and um Oh, by the way, now you're just going to die because you're not used to this. And then if you find a different pair of boots that are better for you, you're like, fuck, now I'm especially going to die. <laughs> now, going back to Hades, though, uh, I don't have that issue in that game because they do it just really well with, like, big enough maps with, with like, traps and stuff. But it, well, there's when not you get a... When you get a speed boost, it doesn't completely fuck you over every time. Or when you get, like, an increase to your number of dashes, it doesn't destroy your ability to play the game. Like in so, some yeah, other in games. Increasing the number of something you already have is not a significant change. I mean, it, for the play, it's it's absolutely significant. But not, not for learning something new. You're not having to, like, oh, instead of dashing, I teleport now. Um which can sometimes screw you over because they're like, hey, what if you didn't teleport the same amount that you dash or? Well, but there is even one that like when you dash, you then like have increased movement speed after the dash. And that's never fucked me over either. Yeah. 
Um, so I like I I didn't have any problem with the controls except for. So how did you set up your movement? Because there are three options. I just used the default. I just used okay. the. I didn't know there was a way to change it. So there's fixed joystick, which is what I would prefer, except fixed joystick, and it's not the default. Um, fixed joystick is like one third of the screen in. It's not near the edge. It's like towards the middle. Yeah, my joysticks and, were at the bottom. Yeah, well, yeah, on the bottom, but like halfway. You have to like stretch your finger across the your thumb across the screen in order to hit it. And that is not great. It's bad placement for fixed uh, uh, joystick. The other one is following joystick, which is awful. Which is like you pull you pull the joystick in a direction, and then the joystick follows you. So, like, what? Yeah, it's it's. T- I don't know whose idea that was because it's a terrible one. The other one is a dynamic joystick, and that's the default, and it's what we both played with, which is. Uh, when you put your thumb on the screen, that is neutral for the joystick. So wherever you put it, you could put it at the top of the screen, you could put it in the middle of the screen, well, within reason. You can't go too far to the right. Um, But wherever you click initially, that is where your joystick is. If you release and click again, it's now there. So anytime you take your thumb off the screen, you make a new joystick. And that's convenient for, you know, the fixed joystick is not where anyone should put it. Uh, So you can put this wherever you want. But then if you, like, accidentally lift off for a second and then you put it back down, suddenly you can't go south anymore because you're you clicked too far to the south and uh now it can't drag very far that way um yeah <laughs> so uh that that was annoying to me um yeah. but uh, the game itself is incredibly enjoyable um it's playable definitely uh, did you get any achievements for this? Uh, I got the beating the three levels. Oh, really? You played yeah. a lot of it then. No, I actually did that my first run. Okay. Yeah. Um. And, and then I... I thought the game was super easy and I just set it down. And then I was playing more of it today afterward, or like right before the uh, recording. And I could not replicate my uh, first try win. So, like, you, you beat the first, second, and third boss? Yes. Okay. I also have beaten all of the bosses, and I didn't get a damn achievement. <laughs> uh, that's because the game doesn't automatically log you in. What the fuck? Yeah, you have to go to the main menu and log in. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, because right, I, I also didn't initially get the uh, the achievements, and then I was back at the main menu, and I was just clicking on buttons, and one of them logged me in, and suddenly I leveled up like twice and got three achievements. Okay, then yeah. I guess I need to do that, because, yeah, I, I, I didn't do it on my first two runs. I was kind of just screwing around and getting used to it, and then on my third run, I was like, yeah, that's, that's everything. I, I beat the game. Did you unlock uh, any I, other characters? 
Um, I have the Lava character, Lava Knight. Uh, I didn't but... even see the Lava Knight. I unlocked the Rogue, and I played the with the Rogue a little bit before, like like we recorded. But yeah, my, my win was with the the normal knight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The rogue starts out with a couple of swords, and they suck. <laughs> I genuinely like bad gun. <laughs> bad gun. Yeah. Oh, the the, the, the the bad pistol. Yes. The the just the generic weapon that you start with that has zero to like I I hate melee, melee sucked. The melee um, did absolutely fucking suck. Melee sucked, so I I never did melee. Um, but but sometimes you run out of energy and the game forces you to fucking use melee and it sucks. It sucks. I never once ran out of uh, energy. I did because and I like big guns. <laughs> I don't like... I like guns that shoot a lot. So I would go for... Um, oh, yeah, I did the, too. And, and then I would shoot so much that they ran out of energy. My my winning run, I got a upgrade. And the... Because you can, you can go to the weapon upgrade things and they'll craft you yeah. an upgrade for your weapon. I got one that was a crystal that you put into your gun. And then every time you shoot, uh, you have a chance to get energy back. Huh. And so I put that on a very fast um, automatic rifle. Good and tight. Thank you. And uh, sorry for the edit. <laughs> um, and every single shot was basically refilling my energy. So... I didn't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> cool. But yeah, a uh, really good game. I I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I agree. It would probably be better on um Steam, but I didn't think it was bad on this. I I think they did a pretty good job making it work. Yeah. No, I um, think the game is definitely like it's one of the better ones we've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely, I think it's it's probably the best one since the first one. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm trying to remember what that was. It was a punching uh, game. Yeah. 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 One One Punch Limited Edition. Because we yeah. played One Punch, and then we played Golden Soul, which was trash, and then we played absolute garbage. Grim Grim Quest was was pretty good as well. I still have it on my phone play it from yeah time to again time. it doesn't give achievements so we can just keep playing it forever yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i got the uh upgrade for that so i don't have to see ads like this one's definitely more up my alley than grim quest was so uh, i'll agree with that yeah it it does take more time though i think grim- i think my personal ranking would be uh soul knight grim quest one punch and then golden soul yeah i'll agree with that yeah all right game facts game facts the facts about the games this week we're talking about taco bell tasty temple challenge what the fuck what the fuck is that 
Taco Bell Tasty Temple Challenge is a 2000 DOS first-person shooter developed by Brand Games and published by Taco Bell. Uh, they still made DOS games in 2000? Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, 2000 was still pretty old with games. Like, lots of DOS games came out in 2000. Really? Yes. Huh. See, when, when I'm thinking 2000, I'm thinking the PS2 came out that year. Yeah. Like, why are we still fucking with DOS? We're two years off from Kingdom Hearts. Come on, man. Get your shit together. <laughs> in Taco Bell Tasty Temple Challenge, you play as the archaeologist adventurer Indiana jo Baja Bill. Baja Bill. As he explores a lost civilization's jungle temple, battling snakes and scorpions with hot sauces and eating Taco Bell to replenish health. Yep. Uh, you know, something I real I, I, I learned recently? Uh, the, the main actor, the, who plays like the, uh, the main character's husband in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once was yeah. the, uh, he was the little kid in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ah. Yeah. And he hasn't acted for like 30 years or something like that until this movie <laughs> because there weren't a, like, like he was, there weren't any roles for Asian people, he felt, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it you is. weren't if you weren't Jackie yeah, Chan, you're not there a wasn't martial a artist. With you. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't a martial artist, then you weren't wanted. Yeah. If you weren't Jackie Chan or Jet Li. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, built as a doom like, the walls and other environment are fairly high resolution for two thousand, and the sauce packets you pick up and use, as well as the chalupas lying around as health. Might as well be real pictures scanned in, albeit very low res. But I guess that's where the budget went, because the cartoonish em enemies almost give MS Paint art a bad name. Oh, is this what they look like? Yes. <laughs> uh, the first one is somebody's palette-swapped Arbok. Uh, that's just a crawfish? Uh, scorpion, technically. Um, is that a racist depiction of a native person? Yes. Yes, that is a green, <laughs> a green native. Um, and then, uh, uh, uh flames fire. that would look embarrassing on the side of a car, much less in a video game. <laughs> then again, most flames look embarrassing on the side of a car. Most. There are some good ones. I'll give I'll, I'll give benefit of the doubt to some. There, there's a few. Oh god, this is bad. The the fucking the snake with its mouth open looks the worst. Yes. Yeah. Like especially that uh that one right before the uh the snakes turn around. The, yeah. The, 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 the deep throat shot. one. Yeah. It's it's bad. Oh god. Yeah. Also, why chalupas? Listen, uh, that's the chalupas are the worst menu item on ta at Taco Bell. Chalupas uh, but it heals you the most. Suck. 
chalupas suck so bad. Like, if you go to Taco Bell and you're like, I'm going to get a chalupa, you have no friends. I mean, because of course a not. Friend, friend, a friend would don't stop let friends you. order Taco Bell. Well, specifically chalupas. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, like, Taco Bell is fine to get with your friends when you're all, you're all like, like, high. You're all super fucking high, and you're like, let's get, oh, let's get some Taco nuggets Bell, Nuggets are dude. always a better choice when you're high. Come on. I mean, the only better get choice is... Here. The only better choice is Chester's Hot Fries. That's the, that's the only better choice. Archimedes could not find any information regarding the credits of the game, other than it being developed by Brand Games, who claimed to have made games, training games, and game-like flyers for in-store promotions for the following companies. Pepsi, General Mills, Pizza Hut, Samsung, Purina, don't buy Purina, ever, by the way, Bic, J.P. Morgan Chase, MetLife, Canon, Johnson and Johnson, City, and more. So, uh, they just they made shovelware for weird brands. Yeah. yeah, like like what do all of those have in common? Nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> They're big corporations. That's the only yes, thing. They're all run the by thing. billionaires. There's there's like <laughs> banks on here, insurance companies, Purina. Uh, Pure, like dog food <laughs> pins by the way the worst dog food like when i'm saying don't buy purina i i'm so serious it can kill your dog do not buy pure purina uh go for iams iams is simultaneously cheap and uh generally speaking good for your dog um so, but even like yeah. pedigree like if you have to go cheap even pedigree is better than purina like yeah. Oh, Iams, Iams is pretty cheap. I, I used to think that Iams was, like, low-tier dog food, and then uh, several vets were like, no. I no, mean, Iams like, is sure, actually it's, pretty it's, good. It's cheap, but it's one of the best things for your dog, so just go for it. Like, yeah. No, I am, <laughs> This is one of, the, nice. one of the few instances in which case you, the consumer, win. It is cheap and good. Um. Bic is on here? That's the pen company, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, wh what are you doing on here? Huh? <laughs> when I was huh? in... I think I've talked about it before, but when I was in, like, sixth grade, I was writing uh, a, a, a book called Attack of the Pens, where uh, <laughs> pens came to life and started killing me and all my friends, and uh, one of my friends died and became an angel like Goku and then still kept fighting. That was. <laughs> okay. I wonder. I wonder if Brand Games would let me make that as a video game for Bic. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and then, then we got the Band Aid Company, Johnson and Johnson, on here. Like, well, that's reductive to call them a Band Aid Company. They're a mega corporation that make most of the fucking daily necessities you need. Like yeah. from from lotion to to fucking shampoo to deodorant to band aids. But does that make to... this like okay? So it's the shampoo company, like right? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> they made <laughs> stupid for a game. They made the COVID <laughs> vaccine that I got. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you went, uh, you went, uh, 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 to what were the others? Moderna. 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 You went Moderna. Yeah. You can have that health information from the internet. Um, all right, didn't move go on. Pfizer. Didn't go Pfizer though. No, didn't didn't want to go Pfizer. Like when you're going big pharma, don't go the biggest pharma. I get you. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put a P in front of it, actually, like you know, make it pronounceable. Pizza Hut. Well, I mean, now you're just being Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being petty. I, Look, I'm allowed. The P is very much... It's needed in the word pneumatic. Come on. It's it's true. And pterodactyl. And... Uh, Pneumonia. Um, keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was. Okay, five. Their backstory talks about them being first into the adver game market. And the games being fringe. And also, they only claim to be active for almost 20 years. I guess they wanted to pretend this never happened, or their even earlier attempt, the 1998 game Mr. Pib, the 3D interactive game, which was also a Doom clone built in the same software. They were not the first in the adver game market. Come on. No, they absolutely were not. <laughs> and ga- at the time they were making games, games were not fringe. Games no. have not been fringe since the early 90s. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the last... By the time the PlayStation comes out, games are no longer fringe. No. Final Fantasy VII o- honestly, sold millions like, of units. By the end of the NES, games are no longer fringe. Like I, I, I mean, with the... I agree. The pure market share that nintendo had like nah you can't call games fringe at that point i agree but people will still be like obtuse and uh, I'll, I'll give them like the snes era also i'll give them that also but by the time of playstation n64 dreamcast we're not dealing with fucking we're not fringe anymore we are no <laughs> billion dollar corporations at that point yeah. <laughs> Also, Mr. Pib has a video game? I need to play this game. (laughs) I Uh, love Mr. Pib. It's better than Dr. Pepper. That's God. Mr. Pib is so good. It's the best soda. In Mr. Pib, the 3D interactive game, you play as a student on their first day of school. But a mad scientist has turned all the other students into zombies. And the only way to do it is to drink Dr. P- Mr. Pib and B- belch at the zombies. Yep. I, I allowed you. I-, I-, I read it. I read it like it was written. I did read it like it was written. But Mr. Yep. Pib and Dr. Pepper do not taste remotely similar. I but get that's the, the, the I same get, market. I get that Mr. Pib is the answer to Dr. Pepper, but they do not taste at all the same. I hate when people do. It does not discount Dr. Pepper. It is its here, own here thing. Here you go. Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pib are closer to the each other than they are to any of the other sodas. Agreed. Okay. So we we're, we agree they're in the same boat, the same section. I agree they don't taste the same. But it's like it's like saying that Egypt is close to Morocco. 
It's it's in the same continent. It's it's in the same continent, but the, it, it's not remotely close to each other. Eh, no. I think that's that's putting it a little bit too far apart. <laughs> if 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 sodas are continents, <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think close closest would be you pulling a bush and being like Iraq and Iran are the same thing. Oh um, no! <laughs> and and again. They're very different. They're close to each other, but they're very different. <laughs> yeah. Like, they sound similar. They're in the same Not sort really. of area. I they, guess. They're kind of, they, like, similar-ish in culture. Very different. <laughs> See, you're leaving out the thing that was most important to George Bush, and that's that they're inhabited by brown people. Oh no 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 no! What oh, no. the fuck? No 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 no! Dude? He's no, no, no. not a that's racist. The, that's the he second. Has... Hold on, that's the second most important thing. The most important thing was the oil. <laughs> yeah, he's not a racist. He just wants the oil from the brown people. They can't have it. God, I hate our country. <laughs> Uh, remember the mission accomplished banner? No. Okay, he, he's telling me he's telling me to keep reading. This game yes. actually had credits with the producer. I just don't want to. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. It's your job. This, this game actually had credits with the producers going on to bottom out with Outlaw Golf. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> And Panty Raider from here to immaturity, they switched companies. And the artists actually going on to work on interesting things like Borderlands and Command and Conquer. How did you tie this back to Panty Raider? <laughs> I didn't know. That was like this three is... or four episodes ago. Nah, it was like one or two. It, 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 it might even have been the last one. I don't think it was the last one. Hmm. Cause wasn't that the same the same ep- episode where we had Milky Season? No, no, no. Um, here, let me see. It was totally the Milky Season episode. Come on, it's it's not. Um, no, no, it was it was last episode, Darkened Sky. Really, it was packaged packaged alongside Outlaw Golf and uh, Simon and Shuster went on to produce Panty Raider. How, what how, what I've I've blacked out at some point I must have I must have blacked out at some point Simon and Schuster are related to Panty Raider yes <laughs> this was last episode oh my god listen my mind couldn't accept that that's real that must be what's happened <laughs> yeah, so like I every single time I like some of the things I plan ahead of time. Like I, I, I saw that like this was Taco Bell, and I did you know a tiny bit of research and found that Mr. Pib was connected. And I was like, oh cool, you know I've got a got a two for one thing here. I then when it comes the actual time to research this, and Archimedes goes in and does the deep dive and gives me all the details afterwards, I'm always shocked with like, 
holy shit, this is connected to this other thing. Or, oh, this other thing that I never expected pops out of there. Like, you know, I never expected Panty Raider from here to Immaturity to be connected to Simon & Schuster. Uh, but then for it to come out twice in a row? <laughs> Listen, yeah, uh, all, all these have, have, like, somehow found their way to being connected to each other somehow. It's almost as if big mega corporations that want video games made for their their shitty products are all in like one big circle jerk and they're just <laughs> they're just spraying it at each other and <laughs> and no, these I, games I get this, made at this point we've found that there's like at least four or five different circle jerks I bet if we dug deep enough, we would find we would find the ways they're connected. <laughs> uh, it's it's cool though that the artists actually got on to you know got out of the outlaw golf business and and panty raider business actually interesting things like Borderlands, Borderlands, and Command I mean, and Conquer. And, Good job. Yeah, they uh, like the Red Alerts, which were the good ones. Um, cool. Yeah. Good job. Except for on Panty Raider. Similar to how Taco Bell Tasty Temple Challenge was distributed with kids and meals at Taco Bell, Mr. P Pib, the 3D interactive game, was only distributed in Happy Meals at McDonald's. Weirdly published not by McDonald's itself, but by Coca-Cola. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, it makes sense for mr pib the 3d interactive game to be published by coca-cola but like at mcdonald's oh god i just scrolled down and there's so many more facts what are we doing <laughs> we're doing fact number nine i thought a big i saw a big white space and i was like that must be the end of the facts and then i scrolled down to the next page and uh, there's still more uh, both of these games are developed using the software 3d game studio Currently in its eighth numbered version, and was at the time effectively just an open source Wolfenstein Doom clone engine. Games are actually still being made with it, as recent as 2019, using its 2016 stable release. Yeah, it's still out there. It, people are still making shit with it. Uh huh. The, sh the shit that made Mr. Pib the 3D interactive game. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of them. But <laughs> they're they're still being made, and they're out there. Yeah, they're making money somehow. <laughs> somehow, Doom clones were, of course, very common in the late '90s, early 2000s. It's no surprise that Adver Games would seek out that success as well. But the most popular of all the Doom Adver games, and probably the most successful Adver game of all time, wasn't just a clone. But a straight-up mod. Is it Gary's mod? It's Gary's mod. It's not, it's not Gary's mod. Although, <laughs> to be fair, Gary's mod is the most successful mod of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the only one that I can name like off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, other than, uh, I think CSGO is a mod? Uh, no, C CSGO is a Steam uh, Valve-produced game. I thought it was a mod of Half-Life. I thought that was how it started. I mean, it's 
no. Counter Strike's been alive or around for a long time. Um, CS:GO is just Counter Strike developed by Valve in the Half Life engine. I see. It's 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 not a mod. I mean, and I say the Half Life engine. It's it's not called that, but the the Source engine. Right. Huh. But I yeah, heard somewhere it was, that it was, it was a mod, but okay. No. It was developed by Scratch for itself. Like, it it was intended to exist. Okay. Check's Quest is a 1996 total conversion mod of Doom developed by Digital Cafe and published by General Mills. <laughs> In Check's Quest, you play as a soldier of the planet Bazoik. Clad in a check-shaped suit of armor, using Zorchers to teleport the invading slimy green Flamoids back to their home world. And I just had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Your voice changed and everything. I'm like smelling burnt peanuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, usually it's toast. Yeah. No, this is this is peanuts. Um it's like a double stroke. I'm having a stroke on both <laughs> sides of my brain. <laughs> Man, smelling burnt peanuts sounds like a Georgian stroke. <laughs> no, it's an Alabama stroke. It's the stroke. It's the stroke when you have when you're also thinking about Jimmy Carter for some reason. I mean, Jimmy Carter's a Georgian. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're saying Alabama. Georgia's known for its peanuts. Alabama's known for its peanuts. Alabama's known for its incest. That's it. <laughs> Shut up. Jo- Georgia has peaches. <laughs> Alabama has peanuts. George Louisiana- Washington Carver, goddammit. Louisiana had peaches. Georgia's got peanuts. Georgia, they're literally... Come on, man. I am I slamming my desk right now. <laughs> Peaches are from Georgia. That is the no, only place you should not. get peaches. <laughs> they're not. Oh, I'm sure they're not. They're not. I'm sure they're not natively from from Georgia, but that's where no. they live now. <laughs> I would say ninety percent of the peaches you have eaten in your life have been from Louisiana. Also, George Washington Carver came from Missouri. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Don't come at me with your facts and history. I don't need it. Listen, I grew up in Alabama and they lied to me, goddammit. They lied to me and I have to live with that for the rest of my life. So George Washington Carver is an Alabaman hero. That that could be true. (laughs) But he came from Missouri. Shut up! And, and, and... You know what? You know what? Fucking all of our all of our ancestors came from Europe. So fuck them and fuck you and open the borders. Uh, except with Florida. Close that border. I mean just you can just like Looney Tunes saw off Florida and let it float off into the sea. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Yeah, just just make sure you don't accidentally get mobile with it. That's my that's my 
That's my birthplace, and I need it to stick around, even though I've never really been there in my life. Eh. Just d- don't accidentally clip Alabama. Eh. <laughs> if you happens to take Alabama or Georgia with it, that would be fine. <laughs> I don't see how you would accidentally get some of Georgia, except maybe, maybe around the swamp. Maybe if you accidentally did Mississippi and South Carolina too, that they're. You know, <laughs> No, no big deal. Listen, slice around Mobile and then get all of Mississippi. That's fine. They they, they can both they can both float out into the sea. Uh. The planet Bazoik. <laughs> yeah, we're not done. Uh, as the very first game to be develop- delivered via cereal box. Every disc came packaged with an AOL software disc, and AOL actually printed the ChexQuest dicks. Di- <laughs> really? That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> the ChexQuest discs as well. It's Which Chex you got on your Quest, mind. ChexQuest doesn't slip off the tongue very well, unlike a dick. But dicks um, do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember AOL? Uh, not really. AOL's before my time. I forget that I'm, you're such a youngin. Well, uh, and also, like, I didn't have a computer growing up. I got a computer for a month when I was in elementary school, and then it was taken from me, and then I didn't get a computer again until middle school. Mm. So, uh, by that time, we had, you know, the, the current internet infrastructure. So, AOL missed me. Yeah. I grew up uh, getting AOL CDs all the time. I mean, we, we definitely used... had a whole bunch of AOL CDs just lying around, but at that point, they were already just in boxes that we never unpacked. We never used it, though. We used Juno. <laughs> it's a good movie. It I is a good movie. With, I didn't know it came with internet. <laughs> yeah, Juno Software. The Juno I've, Internet Service Provider. I've never heard of this in my life. Yeah, I mean, the last copyright on the website is uh, 1995 to 2020, Juno Online Services, Inc. Um, yeah. Huh. So still around. Why? It's, it's still active. Uh, I bet AOL is, too. Yeah, I bet I mean, AOL, AOL still exists in some form. AOL does still exist, and people do still use it. Um, let's see. Version 8 of Juno Online Services was compatible with Windows 7. Okay. So. That was a while ago. Hey. <laughs> We're on Windows 11 now, even though I haven't downloaded it. Yeah. It still offers it to me every now and then, and I'm like, I'm not going to take Windows 11. Windows 10 works fine. I don't trust new Windows. Uh, I mean, I'll switch to it eventually, but... Every odd-numbered Windows is bad. That's just a fact. No, Okay, no, that's right. No, Windows 7 was was good. Windows 7 was great. I remember Windows 7 coming out. People hated it. People hated Windows Windows 7 so much. 8 sucked. No, 7 was good. 7 was in between Vista and 8. Oh. 
Yeah, seven was fantastic. Vista sucked. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. Vista sucked. So it was. It was like XP was good. Vista was bad. Seven was good. Eight was bad. They skipped nine. Ten was good. So eleven will be bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to test it out yet. Eleven already is bad because I like having my taskbar on the left side of the screen. Uh, it gets it out of the way and doesn't impact the height of videos and stuff. And, um, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Huh. Which is stupid, and I hate it. It's bad. Uh, we're still talking about Chex Quest. Incredibly successful, Chex serial sales were increased 295%, and two sequels were made. Chex Quest 2, Flemoids Take Chextropolis, and Chex Quest 3. Oh, no subtitle for that one? Fuck you. No, no subtitle for that one. <laughs> A fourth was considered, but the franchise is owned by General Mills, so the most the developers could do without attempting another was the 2020 release of the remake Chex Quest HD on Steam, and this year released on Switch. <laughs> That's you right. You can play Chex Quest on switch that's right <laughs> oh but i mean that's crazy success 295 percent increase in sales and and, and checks isn't even good no it's not like the <laughs> only time checks is good is when it's in a mix the bold mix specifically the the, the, the checks mix yeah the um, checks mix bold i actually can't have checks mix bold oh it's no got milk in it yeah, regular Chex Mix doesn't, but Bold does. Oh. It's stupid. Why? I what, hate it. What in Bold needs milk? I don't know, but I'm annoyed because it sounds like it would taste good. Because, like, oh, I like so Chex good. Mix, but I feel like it's always lacking in a little bit of fa flavor. It yes. needs more of the flavor put into it, which is why when you find those little Chex pieces that are, like, coated black almost with the uh -huh. seasoning, uh -huh. those... Oh, oh man, that's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I don't I don't know why they uh, put milk in the bold one. It's annoying. What the fuck? Because I, mean, I don't think there's any different pieces in there. It's just seasoned more. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's a they bummer. Put whey pro. Oh no, they put cheese in it. There's there's something of cheese in it because oh, it's, you know it's got I think there's some of those and dried Parmesan cheese. I think there's some of those cheese coated checks in there. I think. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. See. Frustrating. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. <sighs> and that was just the facts. Yeah, it was. And I've been putting this off so much, but now we have to get to the light novel recap. I mean, I helped with that. I, I put some uh, stoppers in between you and it, namely the 14 facts we just went through. What are we at? What are we at? This is light novel club number 12. Can you have, can you believe is that, it? John? Yeah. Is it 12? This is a year. We've done 12 months of this shit? This is a year of doing light novel club. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
if we're we're capping it off with reborn as a space mercenary i now pilot or i woke up piloting the strongest starship volume three the worst one (laughs) so i've got a short recap here today we've already touched on that so let's just hop into it yeah With so many of our recent books, the difficulty for me has been in summarizing what amounts to nothing. Books that could be a three-chapter short story or just an opening to a book get stretched to ten chapters and 250 pages, primarily just by ogling at young girls and explaining things the audience already knows multiple times. Reborn as a Space Mercenary 3 is no exception to this. Our trio of space fucks arrive in the Sierra system for vacation, only to be attacked by space pirates as soon as they arrive. While looting all their corpses, because of course they easily beat the pirates, they find a cryosleep escape pod stowed away inside it. They take it to the local colony's port authority to report it and crack it open. For some dumb shit reason, it's so they can introduce a new character. People who rescue one of these pods are expected to look after the person inside it for a full week after helping them because of potential memory loss and other side effects. Doesn't it make more sense to just have the Port Authority or Imperial Fleet look after them until their accommodations can be sorted out or surviving relatives located? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) They spend too long introducing a nothing character, Bruno, the Sergeant Daniel of this book, before cracking <laughs> yeah, open you. the escape pod. <laughs> Listen, I was intending to write that, and then I wrote the recap, and then I was reading back the recap, and I'm like, wait, I forgot to include the part about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to talk about Bruno, no. We don't, no. He's, we, he's not... Right. Ugh. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> like, both Bruno and Sergeant Daniel are characters that they're like, here's a new character. We're going to provide a backstory and information about this character. That's it. Right. They, that, they're, that. Gone. <laughs> they're gone. You'll never see them again. You will never interact with them again. They will not come up five books from now and you'll need to remember them. They don't exist. Yeah, they didn't they need to exist, exist in the first place. They could have been a nameless character. It didn't. They, they could didn't have been a need robot. to be named. Yeah, like it, it could have been like. I mean, later for it. they introduce a robot who has more importance to the plot than them. Than yeah. them. Thank you for entering the port authority. Here <laughs> we are awakening the character, the new character for you. So yeah, they introduce Bruno, the Sergeant Daniel of this book, before cracking open the escape pod. There's a 10 or 12 year old girl inside the pod, and yes, that does mean the majority of this book is going to be pedo-baiting. She tells Hero that her family was killed by her uncle in a succession bid, and that since she survived, her life will now be in danger. Hero says, cool, I'll take care of you, and invites her onto the ship. They send off a videotape to her grandfather, informing him of the uncle's plot and her survival. On the ship, the girl, Chris, short for Christina, hits it off immediately with Mimi and Elma, and, under Mimi's influence, immediately tries to fuck Hero. Yes. He gets, 
He gets way too defensive about all the legal and ethical reasons he can't fuck a tween instead of just saying, you know, it's gross to fuck a child, implying yes. he will eventually one day fuck this child when he can find a way to justify it. Yes. It probably be her grandfather offering her marriage as a reward for saving her life. If yes. I had to guess the gross fuck way this will go. Yes. Uh, outside perspective looking in. Uh, literally every word he just spoke is correct. Like, yeah, <laughs> there, there's there's no other way to look at this. Every single thing was completely accurate, if at all tame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, telling you before we 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 fired up the recording. Like, uh, I can't even build up the righteous anger that I had for the last two books and their fucked up shit. Because this one's just a bummer. This one. So uh, I'll. It just uh, let me, let me just me let me put it out here now. If there is any time that we pick up a book and there is something that is like actually very illegal or like just gross and disgusting, like you know pedophilia, we're just not going to talk about it. Like that's going to be a book we'll you know return and tell them you know chastise them for having the book in the first place and then move on and we'll pick up something different um so you know don't worry there is no pedophilia in this book that nope they don't have sex you're safe it's absolutely gonna happen within the next two books yes <laughs> but it it doesn't happen in this one so we can we can keep talking about it we can keep going through the book. Don't worry about it. Do not buy the remaining books. I have not read them. I cannot confirm. But having read this book, there is you a 100% know where the author is taking it that he is going to fuck the the ten or twelve year old girl. So, yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's a and like I said, like like he he really could just get get out of it so easily by saying like. Yo, it's gross to fuck a child. I, I, I can't even think of her in that way at all. Except yeah. he clearly does sometimes. He clearly uh, does sometimes. A lot of the times. And his words are just constantly about like, you know, it's not it's not right to do that. It's not like like once you once you're making those arguments, like you're trying to justify doing yeah, it the, later. You shouldn't have not you, it shouldn't be that you don't have sex with a, a child because it's illegal. It should be that you don't have sex with a child because that's disgusting and repulsive and morally abhorrent and vile and all of and gross and disgusting. Blah. Like there's like, one like, point. <laughs> there's one point where he um he sleeps with her like like you know like takes her to bed and like like comforts her because her parents are dead you know and he somehow makes that gross by being like this can't be a regular thing though because like it's okay this one time but if it keeps happening like who knows what will happen you know what will happen you have control over yourself yeah. i don't i don't know that he does like if I had a if I had like a twelve year old niece or nephew and I was comforting them and I was like yeah you can join me in bed at no point would the thought even cross my mind of like 
but this can't be a regular thing because I might fuck my niece. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. 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 <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's so insane. Like, he is a sociopath. He is... And, he, and he, he, the, the author is definitely a pedophile as well because there, the term sleep with someone has connotations like it it has a clear connotation of sex you do not sleep with a child you take a nap with a child children have naps like like that it's like clearly every single level of this character is the author sexualizing them and the main character also sexualizing them and trying to argue his way out of having sex with her, but very half-heartedly. Right. It's... And it's constant. It's constant. Yeah, that's the entirety of this book. Yeah. It's just him saying, like, I can't fuck that child. I can't fuck that child. Not because it's gross. No, not. I mean, it is gross. It is gross, but also it's illegal and it's like it's not right because like I haven't even met her grandpa yet. <laughs> like that. Well, how does that matter? <laughs> please, please tell me. How does that matter? Right. <laughs> and I just, I'm disgusted. I'm yes, just disgusted. Elma goes out into the colony and is immediately followed by people, presumably working for the uncle, so they set up an escape plan involving spending tons of money setting up different resort locations, before only going to one after killing any attackers the uncle sends after them when they leave. So if we just, with that, with that sentence, we went from, uh, maybe a sixth of the away book, through the book, to halfway through the book. Yeah. (laughs) One sentence. And you didn't miss anything. No. (laughs) They spend a whole bunch of time digging around on the ship, and uh, that's the, the that was the part that mattered. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're wondering if there were any better ideas than this, yes, there were. They even discuss the possibility of staying in hyperspace for the two weeks or so it would take Grandpa to arrive, but write it off because they can't restock before leaving the colony without being potentially poisoned, like their their food supply. Do they conveniently pick up tons of food and water from the ships they shoot down on the way to vacation hiding? Yes! Do they utilize that to act on that much better and safer plan? No, because we need to see big old 15-year-old titties, damn it. My god, I want to fucking die. Yeah. Like, like they literally, they loot the fucking ships that attack them, and they get months worth of food and resources from that. Months. And at that point, they don't say, oh, you know what? That... That idea about staying constantly on the move in hyperspace, in a, and they introduce this technology that can pull you out of faster than light travel in the in this book, but conveniently, it doesn't work when you're in a hyper lane. So mm-hmm. like like they they can't fuck with you if you go into hyperspace, they can't. It's impossible. They can't do it. 
So you could just stay there for two weeks, and the, the you're you're fine, and you're fine. Uh huh. You're okay. Uh huh. But instead, uh-huh. we go to the fucking beach where he completely fucking takes off the fifteen year old's bikini. Yeah. Yeah. They reach the resort island without incident and dick around for way too long. Hero builds a maid android, ogle, ogles the women, discounts male, fa- male fashion entirely, and sleeps with the child, not in that way, while being disgustingly defensive about it. They listen to an unrelated story about the machine intelligence revolution, something that had not been relevant in even a minor way before now, but is at this time implied to be behind the entirety of the Graken Empire. And if you're thinking that that sentence came out of fucking nowhere, think about how I felt reading the goddamn book when all of a sudden they just sit down around a table and listen to a machine tell them about the thousands of years worth of fucking machine intelligence history. Yeah. Right after its fucking dumbass shopping trip where I got super mad at him for being like, like, well, men don't need to care about fashion. Yes, you do! I don't need clothes. I wear the same thing every day. Right, you fucking disgusting piece of shit. (laughs) After a week of dicking around like that, the end of the book approaches them, and Ryuto remembers he has to do something to conclude the story. So a bunch of space pirates working for Chris's uncle, his name is Balthazar, by the way, attack the planet. The machine intelligence Milo helps protect them, and they easily take out the 100-plus ships that came to fuck them up. Near the end of the battle, they're able to contact the Imperial fleet, and who shows up but Lieutenant Commander Serena. They agree to work together to take out Balthazar. Chris decides to stay on Hero's ship because she's still trying to fuck him, and the book thankfully comes to an end. Yep. Oh, and I totally forgot to to say here that they also, the, the maid android joins the ship. Yeah. 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 And he's Um, definitely going to be fucking that android later, too. And that's a whole other can of worms, because, like, the only emotions he gave the maid android were love and loyalty. And he explicitly didn't give her any other emotions that might make her a full, rounded person. Yep. So it's, it's basically just a sex slave on his ship. Yep. And that wasn't even that wasn't even worth like writing in here because everything else is so bad. <laughs> I wish that it was hyperbole. But it's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah, this is just all in it, all a terrible, terrible it, book. It's pedo bait. Yeah, That's all it is. It's, it's a terrible book. Um, it's easily the worst one of the three. Oh, without like, a doubt. By a wide margin. And that's even yeah. just from like a structural standpoint. That's not even like 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 discount discount the pedo bait. I don't know how you can. No. Ugh. I don't think you ever should, but if you <clears> had <throat> to, if you had to, discount the pedo bait that's all throughout the book. Even without that, this is the worst one yet. Because yes. they legit just spend half the book on the island just dicking around, doing jack shit, just wasting time, just padding, 
padding the length of this book out until all of a sudden, oh shit, we gotta we gotta do something with the plot we introduced. Yeah. The first book was definitely the best of any of these because it actually had like a story and it had things it had that happened. Somewhat of a story and there were battles and he was clever with the battles and it, it introduced us to that. And then book two was just kind of like what few battles existed were just more of the same. There was nothing unique. Right. And and uh, this one like cuts past a lot of the battles because like yeah. you can take it as red. He, he wins. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even that excited about the big dog fight at the end of the book. Which mm-hmm. it, it does go into some length about, but it's pretty much just the same tactics he was using in space, but now they're in an atmosphere. And yes. that I actually had an issue with some of that, because at one point, Elma says she's deploying chaff. Yes! Thank you! Me too! I was like, what the fuck's that gonna do? That's just gonna fall into the ocean! What are you talking about, yeah. deploying chaff? You're in yeah. the atmosphere! Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Because <laughs> like, I'm not wrong, right? That's just like a no, bunch of no. like like metal that they release and it's supposed to like fuck with radars and shit. Correct. Yes. So when they're in the when they're fighting over the planet, why are you deploying chaff, Elma? You're supposed to be good at this. Uh, like like chaff is not really used irl because gravity exists right there it it works it's a sci-fi term yeah well no i mean well but used in this way it is a sci-fi term because like a pirate ship isn't going to be like like a real world pirate ship isn't going to be deploying chaff because what the fuck would even be the point it's just gonna be floating in the ocean no this i mean this is this is planes is what it would be sure but i mean even then this is taking place in the air you deploy some chaff out of a fucking uh, biplane in world war ii in the middle of a dogfight. what's that gonna do yeah I mean, you know, <laughs> very, very little. Um, it might fall on the plane that's underneath you. Yeah. And that might annoy them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky, a piece will get sucked into their jet engine and that'll like fuck them up. Yeah. But other than that, what would you. <laughs> Chaff does nothing in an atmosphere! God damn it! It does nothing. I lost my mind when I read her say that. I was like, what? (laughs) Why? You're the veteran fucking space mercenary here, and you're deploying chaff over a planet? (laughs) I think he forgot. I think he forgot he wasn't in space. I think... Like, the author. I think the author forgot he wasn't writing a space battle. Mm. In the middle of the battle. 
So that was Reborn as a Space Mercenary. Uh, <gasps> we're going to try to never talk about it again until the next terrible book comes along and we inevitably compare it to this. Right. The same way we do with Invincible Shovel. Yes. Which, uh, book. Um, I actually, I actually think this one might be worse than Invi- Invincible Shovel. This third this, book. This book, I will agree, was worse than Invincible Shovel. And that's even including all the terrible shovel attempts at wordplay. Yeah. Like, the the pedobating just outranks it. And and Invincible Shovel had that shit too with 15-year-olds. And like, mm-hmm. this is worse. This is worse. Well, because uh, in Invincible Shovel, he doesn't fuck them. That's true. Partly because he's too stupid to fuck them, but... Uh, yeah. No, pretty much that's the only reason. Or maybe he's too um, smart. N- no. No, he's too shoveltacular. <laughs> <laughs> Shoveltastic. Uh, what do we do with these books? Um, I've been throwing mine away. Mine is, <laughs> mine is gonna be... Mine is gonna get thrown away. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I haven't taken an that. Instagram video like you did for Invincible Shovel, but that is what's happening to all of my uh, copies of Reborn as a Space Mercenary. Poor Instagram, never getting used again. I, 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 post, well, I posted up a couple of uh, Pokemon teams that I beat the game with. Oh, nice. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that it's still being used. When my uh, my snake habitat gets finished, I'll, I'll show before and after. Because I keep talking about that. All right, well, join us next week for some news and um, keeping accountable. Yeah, I guess I have to play Shipwreck now. Yeah, you do. You left me in front of a mini game. I, I did. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, what, what are you looking, looking forward, forward to, to next week, Tom? <laughs> I started talking before you, but you were faster (laughs) saying it. Um, That's a good question. It's a very, very good question. It is. Um, You know what? Finishing season one of Picard. That's a thing I could talk about. Oh. Um, I got Paramount Plus. So I've been watching through all of the shows and they're fantastic and the one i was most interested in was of course picard because i like tng um and yeah it's it's pretty good i'm like seven or eight episodes in so shouldn't be too many more before the end of the season so yeah that's that's what i'm looking forward to what about you um so i mean a whole bunch of stuff happened and we didn't we're not moved out of the house yet won't be until the end of the month probably um so i dug the uh the boxes out of storage that have like most of our cookware in it and i'm getting Uh back to cooking nice today i'm actually gonna i'm gonna fry up some potato peels and that'll be that'll be good Ooh, yeah that sounds good I'm going to go to the store and get a couple of ingredients, and then I'm going to fry up some potato peels. Well, thank you all for listening. It would be a huge boon to us 
greatly helpful if you would rate us as many stars or thumbs up as you can do give us a review and uh share this sharing it with someone else is the best thing you could do for us um maybe maybe share it with someone who uh eats way too much taco bell eats way yes eats way too this this can be your way of performing an intervention like friend bradley you eat too much taco bell is, <laughs> bradley to stop yeah i don't know it's a name it is Somebody's a name. name i used to have a i used to have a best friend in middle school named bradley oh he actually he actually gave me my first copies of star ocean till the end of time and final fantasy 10 uh-huh yeah i have never met someone in real life whose name is bradley huh or brad never yeah. met brad pitt no nope, i've never met brad pitt damn i hear he's cool yep <laughs> all right <laughs> see y'all next week bye bye <laughs>